Real Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Tomplay in conjunction with iHeartRadio and Cloud 10 Media. of acts of violence or that are of a sexual nature. It should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I did not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or from some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My description of the crime scenes or what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And today, I'm going to be continuing progression or evolution. But today, I'm going to be continuing that story. Again, I'm really not using the victims' names. It would be really easy. I have all the the stuff for you patron members and convicts. You're going to get all this whole case file put up, and it's a lot of shit, and you'll have it. It's all a matter of public record, but in the end of this case, the very end of this case after the trial, I'll tell you what happened to me personally, and that's why I don't want to take any chances with these fucksticks. So I'm going to continue on the story. When I left you last, I was sitting in the office, and then we worked the robbery of the Keens dry cleaner on, I think it was March the 10th. No suspects. I mean, we knew we had physical descriptions and, and eyewitnesses out the ass and everything else, but we had no suspects. And I'm the whole time trying to figure out why Rob way up there in Watson when you know you're going to be a target for everybody that's driving by, et cetera. And there's no quick way out of Watson, stuff like that. But that one went cold, right? but was waiting to be worked. Then on, I think it's the 29th of March, so like 19 days later, we had a victim in Albany, Louisiana, a little sweet lady who pulled in. She lived on a road that that is close to the interstate, and this little gray car pulls in behind her. Long story short, the driver got out, tall, skinny black male, says he's from New Orleans, from the Ninth Ward, or they're from New Orleans, the Ninth Ward, talks to her for a few minutes, and when she's like basically had enough, then she was getting ready to go inside. She was being nice. He pulls the gun, you know, she struggles to resist. He wants her car keys and her purse, ends up knocking it around, putting the gun in her mouth. Passenger says, Hey, just take the fucking purse, let's go. And they did. That call came in. Detective Marlowin worked it. I'm at the office, I hear about it. He gets back and explains, and I'm thinking, Mm, two males, armed robbery, totals opposite side of the parish, probably not connected to the Keynes thing, right? But then get the news about later on about the uh, Dennis Springs police officer who takes a report of the purse being found at the car wash in Dennis Springs, which is total opposite side of the parish, y'all, from where the little old lady got robbed in Albany. But it's her shit. It's her purse, her driver's license, whatever items are in there. Same time, they have another attempted kidnapping, definitely a carjacking, and the armed robbery of another victim in 
Denham Springs. And what happened was this lady was going to get out of her truck. She had a truck. Black male runs up, puts a gun to her, tear her head. Bitch, I'm going to fucking kill you. Scoot over. Scoot over in the seat. And they said, you come with me. And he said, the motherfuckers are already after me. They're already after me. You come in with me. Now, when I told you last week about the Kings and how she complied, you know, when you, you have a gun pulled on you, you're going to do one of three things. You're either going to fight, flight, or freeze, right? The Kings victim, she complied. She froze, okay? This lady, who I would end up spending a lot of time with, this victim, was like, in her head, she's thinking, fuck you. Now, I didn't tell you all this week, but he's got the gun pointing her face. Bitch, get over, move over. I'm taking your shit. And the, you know, basically, I'm kidnapping you. I'm taking your ride. I'm taking you, uh, you know, they're already after me. The motherfuckers are already after me. Split second decisions can save your life or ruin your life. This lady decided, fuck that. I'm not going to be a victim. And when he's climbing into the vehicle, she reared back and kicked him as hard as she could with both feet and knocks him back outside the vehicle. She then bails ass out the passenger door and ran and hid behind a car. Okay? What does this little bitch do? He gets up off the ground. He can't find her. Thank God, because it would have been a progression or an evolution. I, I, I absolutely believe he'd have killed her. I believe it with all my heart. Now, again, at the time, at the time, I couldn't say that all these things were related. But now I'm about to work the fuck out of it. And But she kicks him out of the vehicle. He looks around, tries to find her. She's hiding now. He gets in a ride her truck, and speeds away. She then sees a small silver or gray car exit following her truck. She calls 911. I respond, right? So I'm rolling out anyway because shit's going down everywhere. We've had the robbery in Albany. Supposed to be two black males. We had this one, single black male, you had the victim from Albany's purse being found. Now she's got to get to work. Now I'm like, shit's about to go down. They go, These fuckers are going to kill somebody. And I did not, I never believed that they were from this from this area. But I'll be able to prove that, and I'll tell you about it in a few minutes. But the progression or the evolution of their crimes from, if you can tie it all together, is, is becoming obvious. So I've responded, and I meet the lady. She tells me about it, and she's a great eyewitness. I mean, she gave, you know, description, even the gold teeth and shit like that. I mean, she just gave it verbatim, laid it out. Yes, this is what happened. And, and But I asked, I said, did you see another male? Nope, never saw anybody else. Well, guess what? She did see the small silver or gray car follow the speed off as the bad guy hauls ass in her truck. This one car is hauling ass behind it. Obviously following it, okay? Remember your victim in Albany, the sweet little lady? They pull up behind her in the small silver or gray car. She says two black males. So now I'm thinking these at least are, are, are attached. And, but nobody has seen the... Uh, second male, get out of the vehicle, et cetera, on this day, all right? Now, I still can't tie it into Keens on March on March the 10th, but she's telling me she was, I mean, she was, she, she, this lady was more pissed off, the one who was an attempt at kidnapping, and I, I absolutely believe he was going to kidnap her, and he thought the cops were going to be hot on his tail, and I believe he would use her as a shield, and he would progress or, or evolved into killing her or using her for that purpose. But not being from here, he's gone. So what do you do? Fuck you work it. You know, you got to interview witnesses. You get taking the reports. You collect the evidence from the car wash. You bag that, tag that, and bag it. 
sent to the state police crime lab for DNA, right, from the elderly victim in Albany. Then the victim, where they stole her truck, and she, at least she kicked the fuck out of him, and thank God she got away. You know, you take everything that you can from her information wise. Then you go to the car wash in that general area. You're looking for cameras that might show, you know, the vehicle or show who threw the purse out and what have you. But you just work it. You know, you just do what you do. You're trying to get lucky. But guess what? We don't have this time. And you still can't prove the related. You don't have any photographs, but the identification that they're giving is saying, hey, it's the same people, okay? Long story short, we work this all day long and everything, and we go back to the office kind of to debrief and, and talk about what we have and what's the status. Now, we're working these robbers from this day and an attempted kidnapping and the definitely carjacking and the armed robbers from this day. And I brought a the thought of 19 days earlier about the Keens and Watson, which again, Watson is north of Denham Springs, y'all. And you're not, fuck, you're not going to Watson unless you got a reason to go up there. And once you drive through Watson on Highway 16, you can either take a left and go in East Baton Rouge Parish, uh, or you keep going north and you enter a really rural St. Helena Parish. So we're kicking around, we're kicking a can. And I threw out. Keens, and they're like, oh, no, that lady said it was, you know, two males. I mean, I'm like, yeah, but what are the fucking chances, right? The, the you know, the progression, the evolution, and it just dawned on me. I said, you know what? These motherfuckers, if, the, if it's the same people that did the Keens, let's say they get the lady got it wrong and it, it was a female in the car, because I can tell you one thing, all the... If you had just looked at the videotape from the credit union, you might have got away and said it was it was a, a short, fat male instead of a female. But we had too many witnesses that saw her and described her clothing. Definitely said she was a female, et cetera. So the two could have been mistaken. But I told them, I said, you know what, fuck that. These motherfuckers are going to kill somebody. Now, it's been 19 days later. What is their trigger to come back to Livingston Parish and start robbing their way through? Now, they're not going, they're not robbing banks. They're not getting huge sums of money. But what do they want consistently? Vehicles and whatever money that they can get. They are evolving as criminals. Their criminal activity is evolving, meaning that they're doing more than one in a day, which is a huge progression. Number two, he's getting more and more violent with this pistol. When he goes, knocks the lady to the ground, the little lady to the ground. She just won't give her her purse and keys. Then he puts he put the pistol in her mouth and cocked it. And this bitch, I'll kill you. Bitch, I'll kill you. That's a progression, y'all. That's a progression. And probably the little angel was right there, stopped from pulling the trigger. I don't know. You get your carjacking victim. Same thing. Now he wants to, he wants to, he wants to kidnap a motherfucker. Talk about stepping up your game, right? You you you're kidnapping one. You're taking their shit. Probably he's going to make her drive around to different ATMs and take out more money, right? He wants more money and use her as a shield for the cops, right? And but I'm like y'all. I said you know what? This shit's going to end bad. Somebody's going to get fucking killed, and and that's it. And they were like, oh, no, you know, you can't say they're, they're connected. I said, I'm fucking telling you, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, Keynes is definitely connected to these two. I said, what we need to do, we need to contact all the surrounding parishes and ask them, have they had any type of robberies, armed robberies, especially starting since March the 10th or shortly there before? I said, these motherfuckers didn't just stop. That for the last 19 days, they've been somewhere robbing the fuck out of somebody, right? And I said, so, but the, the deal is they're moving around. They're smart. They're, they're moving around. They're not just hitting Livingston Parish. I bet freaking money that we call and we're going to be able to find that they are definitely, we have other crimes. So we called, start working the phones, called the detective's office in Ascension Parish, and we worked with these guys all and girls all the time from everything from robberies to murders, et cetera. 
So we're on a first name basis with them and call down and say, hey, you know what? Here's the date. I'm going to send you the, um, the pictures from the video surveillance from the Keens. But this is a general description, general description of the car. This is the progression or the evolution of the crimes. And we have a 19-day period with a not in Livingston Parish robbing people. Do you have any robberies that fit during this time? Let me look, Woody. We'll get back with you. Cool. Real life, real crime. Hey, y'all. Let me tell you about HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. You get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Look, fall time can be hectic. Kids are going back to school. You got football season. The weather's changing, etc. But HelloFresh recipes save time you would otherwise spend on meal prepping, grocery shopping, and chopping. So you can focus on getting back into a new routine and spending quality time with family. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian, calorie smart, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. Ingredients travel from the farm to your door within a week, so you get the convenience without skimping on the quality. HelloFresh isn't just for meals. Their marketplace features a variety of snacks like Falls pumpkin cinnamon rolls to get you in the mood for the cozy season. Get a better value. HelloFresh is over 30% cheaper than grocery stores with pre-proportioned ingredients that ensure you won't spend money on excess food while also saving you a shopping trip. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes. Easily change your delivery day, food preferences, and plan size or skip a week whenever you need. Let me tell you, y'all, the last one I had, y'all, I love a good hamburger. It's called the Special Sauce House Burgers with grilled onion and garlic potato wedges. Look, comes with an easy-to-read recipe card. The prep time is 10 minutes. The cook time was 35 minutes, and it was only 950 calories in my meal. The, the box arrived with the Yukon Gold Potatoes, yellow onions, potato buns, Roma tomatoes, garlic powder, white wine vinegar, sour cream, ketchup, Dijon mustard, ground beef, and even the cheddar cheese. And it came together, and the flavors were fire, y'all. I love it, love it, love it. And Cindy and I cooked this together, actually. So it even takes less time when two people are doing it. We love it. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit for a reason. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RLRC14 and use code RLRC14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash RLRC14 and use code RLRC14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Again, there's a reason I love it, and there's a reason that HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. I call it Tangipo Parish Sheriff's Office. Now, Ascension is a parish just south of Livingston. Tangipo Parish butts up to us on, or butts up to Livingston on the, the extreme east side, and the major town in Tangipahoa is Hammond, Louisiana, and that's where they have the university, Southeastern University. But I call the sheriff's office first. Same thing. Know these guys. We share a border. We work cases together, murders, rapes, homicide, you know, armed robberies, whatever. And I'd even gone to the academy with one of the guys that, that was in the Texas at the time. But the same thing. Here's my pitch. They are going to fucking kill somebody. We've got a 19-day open window. They didn't just stop robbing, right? Here's the general description tell all you guys to be on the lookout for them. It, it, you know, especially around shopping centers or stuff like that, car washes, whatever. They, and, and we'll try to get lucky. I mean, y'all, I got dick. I got no names. I got nothing other than these robberies that have occurred. They've been progressing and some general descriptions. So I got off the phone with them. Somebody else called East Baton Rouge and told them the same thing. So we're kind of putting a, it's a general bolo 
by that, I mean, they wouldn't hit the radios. All units be on the lookout for just a generalized subscription, right? But I, what I asked them to do, I said, look, call your uniform people and tell them it's shift change this to be on the lookout for people that fit this description around businesses or, or areas where targets of opportunity can be robbed. Um, so that's what was done. So as an afterthought, when I got off the phone with Tensfield Parish Sheriff's Office, I called Hammond City Police Department, and I had a lot of good friends there, and still do, Tom Mashinsky and, and Wade Savick and all them. But I called them the same thing. I'm shooting a jam session with them. and said, hey, look, here's the deal. This is what we got. This is how it's progressing. This is how it's moving forward. I said, these motherfuckers are going to kill somebody. I said, look through your shit, please. If you have any type of unsolved, obviously they hadn't been caught yet, yet right? The shit, they were just robbing in our parish and trying to kidnap now. I said, if you have any unsolved 64Gs or kidnappings or whatever and your suspects fit this description, let me know. And we'll try to tie it together, right? Uh, so I call Hammond City because, I mean, Hammond's a, you know, it's a pretty big city. The, the The university is there, which has its own police department, which is where I started out and went to the academy. I, so I, I called them and talked to my partners over there. I said, look, I know it's a long shot, but just, you know, we know they followed her. They were at basically on y'all's parish line on the east side of the parish when they robbed this sweet lady. Long shot, but, you know, also for officer safety, Tell your uniform guys when they do their shift patrol, their shift meeting, or whatever, to be on the lookout for. I don't know how dick to give you, but just be on the lookout and, and for these suspicious characters, right? And so they did. And shit, I went home that, that night. And then late that night, my pager goes off. And I mean, it was like late, late. I think like three o'clock in the morning. And 1021 dispatch. I called dispatch and they said, Hey, Woody. I said, Yeah. And said, You called Hammond City yesterday and put a bolo or a generalized description out. Once impossible, you warned them some shit might happen. I said, Yes, I did. And they said, Well, they got somebody they arrested and they think it fits your bad guy's description. I'm like, cool. I said, so give me the number. So they gave me the number. I called their dispatch. Their dispatch pushed me through to, oh, I can't remember who the officer is, and I have the report. I just want to take the time to look it up. Pushed me through to him, and I introduced who I was. And I said, what you got, man? He said, dude, let me tell you what. He said, we have a, a hotel over here off of um, the main drag, Highway 190. Now, that's the same highway, y'all, that runs directly east to west through Tangipahoa and Livingston Parish, even runs into East Baton Rouge Parish. He said, we had a hotel. He said, but, you know, it's not like a super nice place, but it wasn't a total shithole, wasn't a total dope flop whorehouse. I knew which one he was talking about when he told me. He said, the manager of the hotel noticed blackmail and... another, what he believed to be a black female, hanging out in the parking lot looking, like they're walking to look through things, like looking in the vehicles, and, and he just thought he had a bad feeling. He had a bad feeling about it. And he was like, you know what? These motherfuckers are going to rob me. And so before they could get to the lobby of the hotel, he calls 911 and says, hey, look, I think I'm fixing it robbed. This is my address, da 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 da. Well, if you're in a uniform patrol and you get a call like that, nine times out of ten, you you do not want to respond using lights and sirens, right? Because one, if if it's in progress, you're alerting the bad guys that you come, and then you're becoming a target of opportunity. Two, 
fucking people act stupid when you turn your lights and sirens on. They slam on the brakes in front of you. They it's not like the movies, y'all. They slam on the brakes in front of you. They pull out in front of you. They just you know it puts out. It's like a stupid button when you turn lights and sirens on. So I used to tell all the guys, look, don't use them unless you got to get through an intersection or some shit like that. It causes more wrecks. You can get there faster without it. Thank God they you know they, these are veteran officers, right? They they respond, but they had also had my description they had just been warned that night at six o'clock before they went on duty hey you know what this call came in from woody and he said it just if you get a chance you know something goes down just be on the lookout because he believes they're going to kill somebody and so the cops roll up on the hotel and for whatever reason the other person's gone but they see blackmail Six foot one, tall, skinny, and they get out on him and talking to him. He's got the gold teeth, the whole nine yards, talking to him. No gun. Guess what? He's not from Hammond. He's not from Livingston Parish. He's not from Ascension Parish. He's not from East Baton Rouge Parish. He's from a small town in Mississippi called Centerville. And his name is Kendrick Matire, or Matire, M-A-T-T-I-R-E. Officer's talking to him, and his story's not making any sense, right? He was saying this, this was the reason he was here. And they were like, hey, motherfucker, where's your vehicle at? And he was like, oh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. How did you get here? Oh, uh, a friend dropped me off. Mm, no, really? And so he said, Woody, I kept talking to him, more talked to him. I, and I was like, you know what? This motherfucker, he's not right. So he gave him, I think he gave him a face, a false name. And they went to pass Pat Frisco from officer safety. Because at this time he's thinking, you know, holy shit, this is, we got this warning from Woody at, at briefing, right? What if he has a gun? So they Pat Frisco from officer safety, they find this ID and he lied about his name. And his name's Kendrick Matier, and they run him. And guess what? This stupid motherfucker's got a warrant, and it was a bullshit warrant. I'll look. I'll get the warrant later, y'all. They, but they he had an outstanding warrant for something, something small, like I don't know if it was traffic violation. So it definitely wasn't an armed robbery or anything like that. But this officer, uniform patrol officer, being a veteran officer, and his little radar going off, he's like, mm, you know what? that this motherfucker's related to what we're saying. So he said, I'm, we're going to go ahead and arrest him on his warrant, which the warrant was valid because they had to, you know, when you run the name Kendrick Gutierrez and it comes back 17F out of whatever for speeding or whatever it was, they had to call and say, hey, is this warrant still valid? And they're like, yeah, whatever. So the NCIC computer. So they arrest him and they take him, not in a big rush, they take him to the Hammond City Jail, and that's why I'm talking to the guy. And I said, listen, I said, can you, you know, I, just take your time. I'm going to get over there as, as soon as possible. I just want to talk to him. And and so he's being booked in on this warrant. Now, being booked in on a warrant, he would have had to go. The other agency's going to have to contact them. They have to work that bullshit out of how he's going to get transported and whatever. I just wanted to talk to the guy. Right. I just wanted to see, I want to put eyeballs on somebody who may or may not be related to the cases. So I haul ass to the Hammond City Jail, middle of the night, and get there whatever time, and uh, meet the jailer. I said, hey, man, y'all arrested such and such on a warrant out of wherever. He was like, yeah, he says kind of unusual for them to bring him in on a warrant like that. I said, yeah, well, you know, we're working some shit, right? I said, can you bring him out? And they bring him in a little interview room. He comes in. He's already in his jumpsuit. They've changed him out of his clothes and bring him in. I think he was handcuffed and shackled. And he's tall. I mean, he's as tall as me, unkempt hair or what have you. And he sits down. And I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me. And I said, look, dude, I said, he had an attitude to begin with, right? I mean, uh but I told him, I said, listen, I'm going to advise you, you Miranda rights. You're certainly not under arrest, but boom, I advised him his rights, right? He said, man, what the fuck is this about? I said, this is about me and you. 
He said, what the fuck you mean? I don't know you. You don't know me. Man, what the fuck you talking about? I said, bitch, it's about me and you. And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, all right. I said, look, you from Centerville, Mississippi. So that's right. And and he said, that's right. That's where I'm from. I said, look, I grew up right right down the road, bro, like 12 miles from Centerville. I used to play against them in football and everything else. I said, but, you know, I've been over here a long time now. They, he said, I don't give a fuck. And I said, well, I mean, what are you doing in Hammond tonight? He said, I, I ain't got to tell you shit. I said, well, you told the officer a bunch of different shit. None of them made any sense. I said, where's your vehicle at that you came to Hammond in? He said, man, I ain't going to tell you nothing. Uh, I, I didn't answer the questions. And he said, I'm locked up on a warrant. I said, okay, yeah, you're right. You locked the warrant. So, but let me ask you one thing. I said, I, I just shut the fuck up and I will leave you alone. I see you from Centerville. You came over to Hammond and, and how'd you get there? It's like, what do you mean? I said, I mean, do you drive through Baton Rouge and take Interstate 12 to, I mean, you drive down from Centerville into Clinton all the way to Baton Rouge and then take Interstate 12 all the way over to Hammond? Or did you go up and hit 55 and come down through T Tangipo Parish? And he, and he said, man, I, I, came, I came down 55. I said, cool. I said, well, what, what about Livingston Parish? I mean, he knew where I was from, y'all. I'd introduce myself, detective over to Livingston Parish. He said, I ain't never been to Livingston Parish. I said, really? I said, never? He said, nope. I ain't never been to Livingston Parish in my life. I said, really? Hmm. I said, not even you just drove through? He said, nope, ain't got no reason to go to no Livingston Parish, and you can't put me in Livingston Parish. And, and I said, well, you know what? You're fucking right. I said, but you, you're absolutely adamant. I told you I ain't never been to Livingston Parish, and I ain't saying nothing else. Go fuck yourself. I said, okay, cool. You know what? I said, appreciate your time. Appreciate your effort, right? And go fuck yourself. And I got up and walked out. And then leave him there on his on his warrant. I immediately called in. I got his information, his criminal history. The I got his mugshot or mugshots, the the driver's license photo, whatever the fuck it was. But y'all, I started doing six packs to go show all these victims and witnesses the next day on a hunch. I don't know. I, I don't know if this is the right guy or not. But he damn sure fit the description in. So I had the photo lineups made. Now, at the time, you would give the person's information to the Louisiana State Police, and they used they would put it into a computer, and they used this facial recognition program, and it spits out what we call a six-pack, and that is the photo of your suspect and five other people that look just fuck like him or her. The, I mean, I'm telling you, I've done so many of them, and I know who the bad guy is, and these these facial features and hair features, everything that they use, these algorithms they use, I know, well, I would know who the bad guy was, and I'd have trouble picking him out, right? So, but I got it. It's a process. You got to call it in. It's got to be worked. Boom, got him. Now it's the next day. I'm going to start showing victims. Hey y'all, let me tell you about Warby Parker. Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores. Don't let your FSA or HSA dollars go to waste. Put them to good use on Warby Parker's prescription glasses, prescription sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. Glasses start at $95, including the prescription lenses. Try Warby Parker's free home trial-on program. Order five pair of glasses to try at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Try five pair of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash R-L-R-C. Look, y'all, I did this. I took the Warby Parker quiz. I ordered my trial at home vision kit. It arrived with five different pairs of glasses. I picked the styles 
that I used after taking the quiz that Lord Parker said might be right for my face. I got them in, tried them on. I actually like three out of the five so much I wanted to buy all three pair, but I picked the one I like. They're awesome, fit my face just right. I sent it back, and my prescription glasses will be on the way. So it was easy, and they fit great. The quality glasses are great, and the, the program could just couldn't be any easier. Warby Parker also carries a wide variety of contact lens brands, including AccuView and BioAffinity. You can save 15% on your first order of contacts, no promo code needed. Warby Parker also offers their very own daily contact lens, Scout by Warby Parker. Scout is a comfortable, breathable, and affordable daily contact lens. A 90-day pack is only 55 bucks. Sunglasses start at $95 and are available with prescription. Just like eyeglasses, their sunglasses are available through the Home Try-On program. Warby Parker sunglasses feature premium polarized lenses that are scratch-resistant and provide a 100% UV protection. Blue light filtering lenses are now available. They filter more blue light than their standard polycarbonate or high-index lenses. Warby Parker styles range from extra narrow to extra wide to fit all face shapes. If you have an iPhone 10, you can download the Warby Parker app where you can use their virtual try-on, allowing you to try on eyeglasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and the size of each style using just your phone. If you need to renew your prescription, the virtual vision test by Warby Parker lets you renew it from your home on your iPhone for just $15. Download the Warby Parker virtual vision test app to see if you're eligible. If you prefer shopping in stores, Warby Parker also has retail locations throughout the U.S. Find your nearest store at warbyparker.com RLRC. For every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Almost 1 billion people worldwide lack access to glasses. This means that 15% of the global population cannot effectively learn or work, which is crazy because glasses were invented 700 years ago. Warby Parker partners with nonprofits like Vision Spring to ensure that for every pair of glasses sold, a pair is distributed to someone in need. Y'all, it's the only glasses that you're ever going to see me wear again is Warby Parker. Every kind of style, the quality is top notch. I can't wait to get mine in so you can see them, right? The first one I went to, and I want to read this to you. First one I went to was the closest to me geographically. You're going to hear some papers rustling. Just bear with me for a second. I want you to hear this and what, what they write. So the first one I went to was the sweet little lady that got knocked to the ground, right? And they, they robbed her purse. So she immediately, immediately, and y'all, these photo lineups will be put up for patron members of convicts. She immediately, I'm looking at the, the six-pack now, picks the bottom. There's two rows, three on top and three on the bottom. She picks the middle bottom. I said, when I go to show the lineups, I said, look, I'm gonna show you a photo lineup, a photo lineup or some photo lineups. And I don't want you to guess. I want you to only say if you're sure that you can positively identify this person, if that you, you the person that did this crime against you is in this photo lineup, in this series of photos, and you can pick them out. I want you to be beyond a reasonable doubt that you so sure that you could get on the stand and testify in court that this is the person. Man, I laid this thing where we went to her house and she came out and laid it on the back. I think it was on the back of her car, on the trunk of her car, real sweet lady. Laid it down. She immediately, boom, hits the, hits his face and said, that's him, that's him. I said, that's who? She said, that's the dude that robbed me. I said, what I want you to do, you circle it, circle the person that you think it is and put your initials by it. So she did, she circled that bottom middle one. And she puts her initials PB. And I said, on the back of it, I want you to write, and I already have your statements and everything from what happened before, but I want you to write what happened, what, what this person did to you. And let me read it to you. She wrote, the man I circled is the man who put the gun to my mouth and robbed me, also cocked the gun 
put it to my ear and shoved me to the ground and grabbed my purse and ran to his car and left. The car was a four-door with no tags, deep gray. And she gave her 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 name, her date, uh, the date of the statement and the time, which was 3.10 p.m. Okay, so y'all, on the other episode, I told you wrong because I hadn't gone back and read it. I thought maybe he put the gun in her mouth, but he cocked it. And he puts it to her ear, knocks her to the ground, and you just you just heard what this sweet little lady said, okay? And the car was not identified because it didn't have plates on it. It wasn't because she didn't get the license plate. So that was my bad too on that. So what I do then, I take the next line up and I go to the next victim. I think the next victim I got to was the King's uh victim. I also ran known associates of this guy, okay, and the criminal history and stuff like that. But I'll get to that in a minute. No, the second victim I got to was the carjacking and attempted kidnapping and showed her photo lineup. Boom. Now, the, the, I had different photo lineups done. I, I had the two different ones done because this uh, carjacking, attempted carjacking victim or victim of the carjacking, attempted kidnapping victim said, all she could distinctly remember was gold teeth. One in one of the photo lineups, the driver's license photo, whatever it was, Kendrick Mateer smiling, and he's got gold teeth. The the one I showed the other lady, she never said anything about the gold teeth, right? So I, and, and so I had two two different photo lineups, and I, you know, but everyone I showed this lady, everyone else got gold teeth. I was trying to tell you how the computer algorithm works, right? She immediately, immediately, same thing like the little lady. Hits and said, that's that mother... I'm not going to tell you all the <laughs> curse words she said, but rightfully so she was pissed off. She said what she said, and she meant it. She said, that's him. I said, same spiel. I had given her only if you can pick it out beyond a reasonable doubt, blah, 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 et cetera. She did it, picks him out, hammers him down, and I said, now I need you to just briefly write. We already have your, you know, your whole crime thing, but write down what you're saying about this guy. So she circles him. She put... On Wednesday, March 29, 2006, I blank positively identified this man as the person who robbed me, attempted to kidnap me, and stole my 2004 Ford pickup on Wednesday, March 29, 2006. Signed her name and the date. Boom, bitches. Working backwards, right? Now I got this motherfucker on two armed robberies and the carjacking, the attempted kidnapping, et cetera, et cetera. Going back to it, I would then go to the victim of the Keens robbery. Okay. And she she said, I gave her the same instructions about the photo lineup, et cetera. And she y'all hear the papers rustling. She said, Woody. She said, I'm gonna tell you this. She said, I'm almost positive it's number whatever. And she was right, but I didn't tell her anything. She said, I'm almost positive. She said, but honest to God, it's been like three weeks. And she said, I'm having nightmares every day about this dude's pistol in my face. And she said, that's, I mean, I, you told me don't say, don't guess whatever. And only say it if I was 1 million percent sure, right? And she said, I'm almost there, but the gun keeps getting in my face. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I totally get it. I totally understand. So then I go to all the witnesses in the shopping center, y'all, and show the photo lineups. And guess what? That's That mortgage company he went in, whatever it was, the property management company that he went in where the the real estate agent was talking to one of their clients that had the um, the the shop in the shopping center, and he walks in, asks to use the bathroom, goes back, turn around, and comes out. Fucking, they identified him. Boom, boom, boom. Photo lineup, photo lineup. They're like, hell yeah, this is the guy, right? The guy that saw the uh, they gave chase when the, when the armed robbery had just ended in the Kings. I mean, he's literally running out past him out the door, and he. Absolutely nails it. Picks him out of the photo lineup 100%. Th 
this is a guy that ran from the building. So even though we didn't have, I didn't have the victim per se of the Keens, say beyond a reasonable doubt or whatever, everybody else who wasn't under duress, who didn't have the pistol in their face that day that came in contact with this asshole, positively identifies him, right? Even though he had the hoodie on, et cetera. Now, I get a warrant for his arrest. Yeah, that I've got, I got actually, you know what? The one, the first victim earlier that morning, the little lady, she, as soon as she positively identified him, I went back to the office and I got a warrant for him for armed robbery, okay? For Kendrick McTier for armed robbery based off her picking him out of the photo lineup. Y'all, it's a fucking jackpot, right? I just got lucky, all right, by calling around the different agencies, thinking outside of the box, et cetera. I got lucky is what happened. And I got lucky enough that I had an experience enough, him and city officer, it's like, mm, you know what? This dog doesn't hunt. I'm going to you know, arrest him on this charge. I'm going to contact Woody, and I went over and do what I did. Guess what? Old boy fucked himself. He was adamant. Adamant. He had never been to Livingston Parish in his life swore to me he had never even driven through Livingston Parish. Fucked himself. When that first victim comes back and says, hey, yeah, he was definitely the one. Put the pistol in my face, knocks me to the ground, cocks the pistol, puts it in my ear. That's him. But guess what, motherfucker? You were in Livingston Parish. Now, I got a... a that was the first one I got. I called it in, had Tina type it up, went in and I got it signed by a judge. Immediately, had, as soon as I got it signed by the judge, I went and had it entered into the NCIC computer, but I called Hammond, city police department called him and said, don't let this motherfucker out, I'm getting a warrant right now. And they didn't. They, they were like, hold for LPSO, Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. So as soon as I got the copy of the warrant, I faxed to them, I said, hold him, boom, that's it. Game over, motherfucker. You're not getting out of jail. So that was before I went and talked to the the victim that had the Ford truck. That was before I went to the shopping center and had all these other witnesses and stuff. So it's a progression. We're working the shit out of it. We're working it hard. And all I've done is time and time and time again put this motherfucker in Livingston Parish robbing, stealing, and thank God he wasn't killing. But I'm telling you it would have progressed to that. I think he was just moments away from pulling a trigger on somebody. Now, let me back up in the grass for a second. I'm going to tell you one more part to this, and then I promise you I'm going to end it. And this is what the, the end of the story is worth the wait. I know some of y'all are going to go Google and whatever, but the end of the story is what, what I'm going to tell you is what nobody knows other than uh, some prosecutors and some cops, but it, it's important. And the but the one thing I haven't talked about, right, is the female that was seen outside the Keens dry cleaner. The female who was seen on the surveillance tape from the bank. The female who I I now know, but I, I haven't proved it yet. Now, by photo lineup, I had to identify her, first of all, and then do the same process that I've been doing with Kendrick McTeer, the go-to, the victim, on the little sweet lady who had the gun put in her ear. Let me tell you something. You are an elderly person, and they come up, and you're out of goodness, you're hard, you're trying to talk to them, whatever, and you get gun put in your face and cocked and put in your ear and all that. That's one tough lady. My hat's off to her. But... She said it was a male in the car, but I'm going to tell you next week how it developed, who the female was, and what happened. And then I'm going to tell you about the arrest and the trial, and then I'm going to tell you what happened after the trial, which is it's important. And it needs to be named. So stick with me. We'll do one more. And then I appreciate y'all. Love and appreciate each and every one of you. Patron members, convicts, lifers, I love you all. And if you like Real Life, Real Crime, wherever you listen to your podcast, click subscribe, 
that way you get these episodes as soon as they come out. If you're not a patron member, if you're a patron member or a convict, you're going to get it the episodes uh, commercial free, early release, uh, now with video. And so no big deal. You'll get notified when it comes out. But the rest of y'all, if you like real life, real crime, and you get tired of waiting around for, and usually we're dropping on Tuesdays now, y'all, for, for Cloud 10 Media and iHeartRadio. But if you need to be alerted, all you got to do, if you go on to listen to podcasts anyway, hit the subscribe button. It's right beside Real Life, Real Crime. When you listen to the episode, hit subscribe. And if you get a chance, leave us a review. Also, we have the Real Life, Real Crime community app in the App Store. Download it for free. So much more than we have on any one of our pages or all our pages combined. It's a community. It's not just a place where you, where you can listen to the episodes. It's got everything from all the different chat groups to true crime stuff to convict tier levels and, and bonus episodes, whatever. Just go check it out. Real life, real crime community app. Doesn't cost anything to download. It doesn't cost anything to use it. If you want to pay some more to get the extra benefits of episodes and the early releases, commercial stuff, free stuff, all that, that's great. If you don't, you're going to love it anyway, and you won't be censored on Facebook anymore or any of the other media, whatever you want to call them. So, y'all check that out. It's a progress. It is a it is a growing baby. It's like our child. And yes, there will be bumps along the way. And we are still working out the kinks. If you have any problems whatsoever, especially if you're, if you're a Patreon member, you want to swap over to being a convict and you have any issues with it, there are instructions up. But if you have any issues at all, we want to make it as easy for you as possible to swap over. Just Email Cindy, C-Y-N-D-I, at realliferealcrime.com, and she will personally walk you through it. So I guess that's it. That's it. I'm going to conclude this next week, and y'all stay tuned. It's a hell of a, a finish to the story. So, And if you are a lifer from mm, Buenos Aires and you want to become an organ donor, Go to lopa.org. That's the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. Take two minutes, sign up, give the gift of life. You don't have to be from Louisiana to sign up to be an organ donor, y'all. Do it. Be a hero. Give the gift of life and sight and everything else. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder by You. Peace. Get ready, you're gonna do time. Real life, real crime. Real life, real crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Tomplay in conjunction with iHeartRadio and Cloud 10 Media.